Well, good afternoon, and thank you for praying with me today. It's a delight to be here with you and to be able to uh, to pray with you. Uh, I want to share a couple quick intentions that have come in. I just heard Mary Grammer, our news anchor there, talk about a Father Hofner, I think was his name, or Hofner. I'm not quite sure exactly the pronunciation of him. Um, he and his sister were killed in uh, Palm Bay, Florida the other day, and I got an email from a listener who said, he was shot and killed on Sunday by a 24-year-old who also shot his grandfather. And I, I just want to—I want to pray. I'm hearing so many people who are being called home before their before their time. I mean, God's the altar of of our lives, and we're called home when He wants us. But I hear about people dropping dead, people being shot. Uh, let's really pray for the souls of all those today who will be standing before God. Uh, let's pray for the hour of our own death. We don't know the day or the hour. Uh, it could be in a car accident today. It could be a, a, a stroke tonight. It could be a heart attack tomorrow. It could be a cancer diagnosis where you only have a few months to live. We don't know. Every day and every second is a gift. So let's thank God for the gift of life, and let's do everything we can to draw closer to God and to bring him to others. So let's pray for that today, too. I want to pray for a few other intentions as well. This woman wrote to me. Her name was Michelle. She says, sure, I can't sleep. I have anxiety, uh, too much going on in my life. I have not slept well in months. Would you please ask that God touch me? Uh, Jesus, I trust in you. We'll, we'll certainly pray. I want to pray for anyone who's suffering from insomnia, maybe narcolepsy as well, quite the opposite, but we'll lift up those with sleep problems and sleep disorders. One other person said, hey, could you please uh, stand with me and, and could you have your audience pray during the Divine Mercy Chapel to lift up my friend George, this person, right? He's extremely devastated after the loss of a large number of his finances. It was a significant financial loss. His statement to me, he doesn't think he'll survive this great loss. So I'm asking everyone to surround him with prayer and beg God's mercy. So let's pray for those having financial hardships and experiencing those unexpected um, problems of life. We'll certainly go ahead and, and do that as well. Maggie prays with me every day. She's in the studio here. Maggie, anything you want to kick off with today? Anything you want to pray for? Yeah, you know, Kathleen had sent me a note um, to pray for one of our donors. Um, we'd like to pray for Joe in Austin, who is recovering from a bout with cancer she says, Lord, please bless Joe with continued remission, healing, and strength. Okay, we'll lift that up. We'll lift up all of your intentions. I'll take your calls if you want to get in. It's 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And, of course, you can always, um, you know, tweet at Maggie. You know, she's there on our X platform. And at Drew Mariani Show, at Drew Mariani Show. And, oh, do do me a favor, too. Tell others about the chaplain. Have them plug in. If you're if you got a Facebook page, share the chaplet. Go to the Drew Mariani Show, uh, sh- uh, the Drew Mariani <laughs> Facebook sh- page. If I can get that out of my mouth, and share it with others. You know, get people to to of course like it, pray the chaplet with us, and of course you can always pray with us on YouTube or any of the other social media platforms that we're on. So we'd love to be able to do that for you. I just want one other intention, and then let's pray. This person says we had a really moving phone call the other day from a uh, grandparent whose child was being abused and uh, was in a dysfunctional family where the mother was with a boyfriend and it was a mess. So this other grandmother wrote to me last night and says, you spoke about a grandmother whose grandson was being abused. Um, this day I was going to call. I was asking for prayers for 
grandparents whose children are abusing their um, grandchildren. Dear hearts, please pray. Never in my wildest dreams did we imagine anything like this would happen to our family. And the law apparently is not going to be able to help us. It's not up to us uh, to help. No, it is now up to us to help this 13-year-old recover. Her mother tells her daughter she wants nothing to do with her. She's living with a monster of a man. Um, there is no God. She tells her she's worthless. And yep, she's gay. Uh, we forgot to mention that we are not alone amongst other grandparents. And more than anything else, we're just asking for God's mercy for these abused children. Jesus, I trust in you. So I do want to pray for anyone who's been this victim of abuse, who is currently enduring abuse. And let's pray for those abusers, too, that God will um, bring about a profound conversion and justice will come into the lives of those who have been victimized. Let's pray. We'll lift up these intentions and all of yours in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin, Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell on the third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. All right, let's take our first call today. Uh, Diane is praying with us in Prescott Valley, Arizona. Hi, Diane. Hi. Hey. I'm so happy to be able to get a call through. Well, I'm glad you got through. Yeah. How can we pray for you? Well, I have really bad anxiety and depression, and it got worse when I I increased my one medication. Okay. And I start getting, I start getting panic attacks and seizures from the medication that had been increased. And I just don't feel good right now. All right. Well, I just feel like I'm suffering. Well, I'm, I'm sure you are. Uh, and in fact, I know you are, Diane. Here's what I would recommend you do. Okay. Call your physician who's prescribed that medication, tell them what you're going through, and they'll more than likely make that adjustment, all right? But I know 
when anxiety and depression washes over someone, it can be like a dark veil, it can be a heavy cloak, and it's really hard. I know you are suffering. So I, I want to pray for you now that God will get you right, right, that you'll have a brighter day. You'll be able to see things in a more positive way. And um, one other suggestion outside of the medical that I always think is good, and I believe very much in prayer, um, sit in adoration whenever you can. When you feel down, when you feel overcome, when you feel depressed, when you feel anxious, go to that church and sit before the Lord and give him the pains, the agonies, the frustrations, the fears that you have. And let the divine physician there, let him medicate you with those rays of his mercy. Okay? I want to pray for you now. I want to pray for anyone suffering depression, anyone in particular who's really struggling with anxiety. I know this is a epidemic for so many of our young, especially. And Lord, I ask you to hear my humble prayers today and that you bring about new beginnings, that you bring healing, that you bring liberation and freedom, that you set those who struggle in these areas on a, on a new path. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the world. sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole for world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world all right we'll go to naperville illinois next mary good afternoon hi drew hi maggie um my granddaughter genevieve is going to be leaving for the hospital tonight to be induced. Her baby's going to be coming any day now, and I'm asking the prayer wars, warriors to pray for a safe baby, safe delivery, healthy Jenna, healthy baby. Amen. Thank you. Hey, congratulations, Mary. That's fantastic. I am so happy for you and for your family. Let's call upon Gianna Mola. Let's call upon all these wonderful saints when it comes to birth and the children to intercede for us as we turn to the Lord. Lord, I give to you right now those who are going into labor, those who are having crisis pregnancies. I want to give to you those who are having complications with those births right now. I want to give to you those who are struggling with infertility, those seeking to adopt or to foster. And I want to pray in particular for the mother who you've given the gift of life to who was thinking about squandering that great gift. So we thank you for life. We ask for protection over it, especially from the attacks of the evil one as we pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us 
person on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, before I go to your next call, and I think Gloria in Glendale, California, you are on deck. So hold on for a second. We'll get you on. Let's go to Maggie, who is in studio with us, at least in this this virtual space as well. (laughs) Uh, You can tweet at Maggie, and it's a great way to get your prayer intention in, because I know our phone lines fill up quickly. At Drew Mariani Show. Please follow us on Twitter or on X. Please follow us on Facebook. It's the Drew Mariani Show on Facebook. You'll find us there. And you know, share us on YouTube and all these other places. Let other people know. Share, you know, let people know we're praying the chaplain. It's such a powerful prayer. So many people gather at this time of day. I don't know of any any other prayer like this where nationwide and around the world so many people are gathering to pray. So uh, let's ask God to work those miracles in your life. And if you want to get your intention heard, prayed for, Maggie's a great way to do it. Maggie, what's coming in? Kaya wrote to us on Twitter, Drew. She said, today, could you... Pray for a fellow lay Dominican's son named Danny. He's only about nine, and he was just diagnosed with leukemia. Please pray that God blanket them with love and all the graces they'll need to weather this. Steve says, please pray for Mike, who was shot in an attempted carjacking in Washington, D.C. on Monday. According to his story, he's in critical condition. Cindy says, please pray for Linda. She went off the wagon and is struggling struggling mightily to get back on. She feels that she's hit rock bottom. Linda asks for prayers to fight this demon that just won't let go. She's also asked for prayers for all other alcoholics who are attempting to stay sober. Kevin says, please pray for Kurt that Mayo Clinic approves and performs the high-risk surgery he needs and that it's 100% successful. MoFlo wrote to us, she said, Maggie, can you please pray that I do well on my final interview this afternoon for a job that I really need and really want. I've been unemployed for one and a half years. I really need this job to raise my two little ones. I think she was widowed a while back. God bless. Um, Miranda took some prayer intentions yesterday. She said, Deb from Pennsylvania called in. She's got an ultrasound um, and has cysts, and she's praying that they go away on their own. And she had a number of other prayer intentions. And uh, Carla from California is uh, praying for Maria, who has a bleeding disorder. Um, And just a couple of YouTube prayers. Letty says, I'm praying for all the children who go missing. And Demi says, praying for a safe pregnancy and delivery for my baby and me. I was diagnosed with VCI. This can cause complications. Jesus, we trust in you. Amen to that. Let's pray. Meg, we'll pray for your baby too. And I want to pray for the Romolini family there in South Philadelphia. They just came to mind. They had asked for prayers not too long ago. So Gloria, Denny. Everyone else there will be praying for you, okay? Speaking of Gloria, as we'll go to Glendale, California next. Gloria's waiting for us there, too. Gloria, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you, Drew, for taking my call. My younger, I have a younger sister, two younger sisters who really need prayers. One was just diagnosed with ALS, and the other sister has been suffering from Parkinson's, and a brother was just diagnosed with ALS, and they really need your prayers. Thank you so much. No, you got it, Gloria. I'll pray for you, too, for whatever your intentions Thank are. But you. we'll we'll pray for your family, your brother, 
your sister. My gosh, it's amazing. Parkinson's and ALS. That Lou Gehrig's disease is a rough, rough disease. Parkinson's is too. But Lord, you're the divine physician. You are the divine healer. And we just bring these intentions to you. I've seen cancerous tumors shrink and disappear. We've seen holes in babies' hearts vanish. There have been accounts of, you know, I've shared accounts like what happened in Saragossa of, of amputees having miraculous regeneration, their legs coming back. In Padre Pio, eyes being restored. So there's not a prayer that God cannot, there's not, not an intention God cannot answer or a crisis he can't, or probably can't restore. So let's, let's, let's pray right now. Lord, we, you know, I think it was Padre Pio who said, you know, I used to believe that prayer changes things. He says, but now I know that prayer changes us and we change things as well. So uh, this is our gift. You know, if you're not praying, you're doing yourself and those you love a disservice. It transforms you and everything around you. Lord, I, I thank you for this opportunity to pray and to pray with so many. And I just give you their needs as I, I turn to you again, eternal father. I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on <clears throat> us and on the whole world. But Andrea is praying with us in uh, Queen Creek, Arizona. Hi, Andrea. Good afternoon. Yes. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. I was calling to ask for prayers for a dear friend of mine's niece who just found out she's 36. She has three children under the age of 10 that oh she has stage four colon cancer. So Christ can raise Lazarus from the dead Amen. and he can heal Mary. Amen. So I call it into the prayer warriors just to ask for a miracle. I love it. Well, I'm praying with you. All right, Andrea, let's pray for big miracles today. And Lord, I, I pray for Andrea as well. I know she didn't ask anything for herself, but I do pray for these, these mothers and fathers who find themselves challenged with cancer and they've got children they love and do not want to leave behind. Uh, Mother Teresa said that, she says, prayer's not asking, right? It's putting oneself in the hands of God. And Lord, I believe you are in control of everything. And I, and I do ask today, just as a testimony to the power of prayer, to the beauty of this great gift of the chaplet, that there be miracles, that there be many answered prayers. So I give you these impossible situations, and I just ask that your light, uh, Lord, penetrate and, and bring about these miracles that we seek. I ask you to hear the prayers of all who now cry out to you. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. 
mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the world. sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, our next call today comes from Kelsey, and she's praying in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Drew. Thank you for taking my call. Um, Today I'm praying desperately for a miraculous conversion for my husband. He um, just has so many addictions, drugs, alcohol, pornography, relationships with women. It just seems like he's getting worse. I'm starting to just lose hope. I pray if it's it's God's will that he he hits the rock bottom or something because the situation that finally gets through to him. I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do. Well, I hear your little one in the back. All right. And and we're going to pray for you. And we're going to pray especially for your husband. Um, You know, the Lord told St. Faustina, the greater the sinner, the greater the right they have to his mercy. And And I really believe that nothing... Nothing at all is impossible with God. You know that. My heart goes out to you. I, my, my gosh, I, I can't imagine the struggle, the cross that you're going through. I, I cannot. You know, I want to give you the same advice that we gave to an earlier caller. I, I, I really think when you are in these situations where you're overwhelmed, go before the Lord in that blessed sacrament and just pour out your heart to him. I can't imagine the pain you're in there, but God is so full of compassion he is so full of mercy. He never fails the afflicted. He never fails the despised. You know, the more a soul trusts, the more it receives. And and trusting God means, you know, believing he's going to take care of this. And right now, I'm going to believe for you. And, and look, you're not alone. There are so many people right now who are praying for your situation. I'm so glad you got through. Lord, I, I pray for this wounded wife, this wounded mother. And I pray for all those who suffer those deep, cold, piercing wounds of infidelity, of addiction. Lord, I I pray for those broken and troubled relationships and marriages. And I believe your mercy is that ointment, that balm that brings brings about healing. So I, I bring these souls to the foot of the cross today, Heavenly Father, and I just ask that your merciful Son embrace them. And again, today I ask for miracles at the floodgate of mercy open. Lord, hear these prayers. Hear the prayers of all who now cry out to you, Eternal Father. I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. And for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. And Kelsey, I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm going to ask everyone who's praying right now, say an extra prayer for this this mother whose husband is battling addictions and pornography and other women. And for all those couples and relationships that are in betrayal. Maybe later today, offer a small sacrifice for her, 
and for our spiritual family here. If we all do that, we have one extra prayer, we offer one extra sacrifice, I know great things are going to happen. So Lord, I give you those intentions again as we pray. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible. Please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent. But with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven. Pray for us. Our Lady of Good Help. Pray for us. Our Lady of Champion. Pray for us. Mother of Mercy. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Our Lady Reconciler of Peoples and Nations. Pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us. Saint Joseph. Pray for us. Saint Faustina. Pray for us. Saint John Paul II. Pray for us. Saint Peregrine. Pray for us. Saint Jose Maria Escrivá. Pray for us. Saint Patrick. Pray for us. Saint John Bosco. Pray for us. And I want to pray for my friend today, Jay Bosco, and all of his family. Ask, asking St. Bosco to intercede for you in a special way. All you angels and saints, pray, for, pray us. for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. I'm trying to think of a saint who's known for having endured great infidelity in their relationship. Call upon those saints to intercede for us as well. But look, let's keep praying for each other. Uh, you can email me your answered prayers, because I guarantee you, I promise you this, there are answered prayers coming your way. God's grace is flowing. He hears these cries. He hears the wounded heart. And um, he wants to shower his grace and his mercy upon us. As you get your answer prayers, as those finances get re reversed, as the husband comes back and amends his ways, as the marriage reconciles, as the medical report stuns doctors, email me, drew at relevantradio.com. Drew at relevantradio.com. The bottom of that email, just put answered prayer or praise report, something that gets my attention to make sure I see it. I'll keep it anonymous, of course, but I, I, I get... You know, four or five a day of these answered prayers that come in. I mean, so many of them a day. So please let us, you know, please do that. And spread devotion to this divine mercy. Tell others about it. Get them plugged into the chaplet especially. You'll be blessed for doing that. Tell them to join us every afternoon, 3 Central, 4 Eastern, and on all of our social media platforms. Maggie just did a quick search. Maggie, who is it? Who's uh, the patron saint of the... Uh, there, I guess in the infidelity, I don't know what it is. There are a number of patron saints of difficult marriages. Difficult saint marriages. Isabella of Portugal is yeah. one. She was um, married to the king of Portugal and became queen. He loved many other things mm, um, over her. And um, when he passed away, she gave a number, like a significant amount of their wealth away, and she oh. became a Franciscan tertiary. Wow. I will call upon her. Kelsey, you do the same thing, okay? And we'll be praying for him. Thank you for praying with me. Stay with me. When we come back, speaking of St. John Bosco, he was credited for, he had glimpsed hell. He was credited with resurrection miracles. He had a prophecy, which my next guest says is really fit for our own time. The saint, of course, St. John Bosco. I'll share some of his prophecies for our time, share some of the extraordinary gifts that God anointed him with, and really evidence how good God is and how real he is, how nothing is impossible with him. That and more when I return. Your daily dose of faith, 
hope, and charity. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, join Father Rocky this September for a pilgrimage to Poland and Prague. You'll visit the lands of St. John Paul the Great, St. Faustina, Our Lady of Czestochowa, and the Infant Child of Prague. Seats are limited. Information at relevantradio.com slash Poland. That's relevantradio.com slash Poland. Be who God meant you to be, and you'll set the world on fire. This is The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Well, it's so good to be with you today. Thank you for uh, thank you for praying with me. I'll tell you, I feel the Holy Spirit so powerfully in that prayer of the chaplain. And, you know, what I'm going to do, I have a folder of, of emails that come in. So when somebody has an answered prayer, uh, we used to print them out, right? I used to take each one of these, take the name off of the um, the person so you're, conf- you're, you're anonymous and you request, unless you want to be, you know, cited. And I just want to respect people's privacy. We had books, literally books filled with these answered prayers. And we put it before we called the wall of mercy, the divine mercy image. Um, as I said, I probably get four or five answered prayers a day now. And I'm so grateful for the people who are writing in saying, oh, Drew, you can't believe this. I prayed for these missing papers. They showed up. Oh, the doctor's report said that. It's a, They're all over, large and small, from the kidnapped being found and released to, you know, to the lost dog being found or to the, you know, the marriage being reconciled. So send me those emails, drew at relevantradio.com as God continues to work those miracles in your life. I love it. And tell others about this prayer. That's a time of miracles. I want to talk about a saint who is a man of great miracles as well. We look back in the past, right? And we think, oh, that, that's a different time. You know, those, no, God's just as alive today as he was in the 19th century, as he was in the second century, as he was in the first century, right? Today we celebrate the extraordinary life of a man named St. John Bosco. You often hear him refer to as, as Don Bosco. He was an Italian Catholic priest, an educator, his uh, he's best known for his work. He would deal with disadvantaged kids, um, and, and he founded actually the Salesian Society, uh, named after Saint Francis de Sales. But Bosco's was Saint John Bosco was a um, he was a visionary, really an educator and a pioneer. And his approach to teaching to these kids to education uh, it emphasized compassion over punishment, which was really a change for his time, very revolutionary. And the fruit of it off the charts. I mean, the, the, the impact he had on kids were amazing. But he also was gifted by God. I, if I remember correctly, he glimpsed hell, had encounters with that, as many of the other great saints did. And uh, he was also known to have you know, the incredible stories, like resurrection story. I remember reading one about a miracle associated with a young boy named, um, I think it was Michelle or Michael Rua. And um, he was a boy at, at this oratory where Don Bosco you know, taught and he was became really sick and his condition was so grave, so severe that they actually gave the kid last rites because his death just seemed imminent. And, uh, St. John Bosco was deeply moved and he was concerned for the boy. And he prayed, he prayed intensely for the, for his recovery. And this is where I draw the line, right? Because today, we had to have that type of faith. Don Bosco knew God could do anything. He could heal him. He could even resurrect him if he wanted to. 
Today we limit God. You know, St. Faustina says we don't ask for big enough things. You know, we, we, we hold out a small cup. We have to hold out this big cup. Pray for those miracles, for that healed marriage, for the, that, that cancer to disappear, for those impossible finances to be reconciled. According to the accounts with St. John Bosco, um, through his prayers, perhaps through the intercession of all those who were praying, the boy experienced this miraculous recovery, regained his health, went on to become one of the first members of the Salesian Order, and eventually succeeded, I think, St. John Bosco as, as its head. I don't know whether he died. I think he died and was resurrected. I, I don't have all the details of the story. My next guest might be able to fill us in in greater detail on that. But in addition to miracles, what I want to talk about is a prophecy that St. John Bosco had. He had this vision of two pillars. And um, my next guest, Dr. Mark Miravalli, a very gifted Mariologist, claims that that vision really fits the profile of our time. In this vision, he saw a great battle being waged on the sea. And joining me now to share not only this vision, but the prophecy of St. John Bosco is Dr. Mark Miravalli. Doctor, it's good to have you back. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. It's always a pleasure to be with you. I, I love talking about Bosco. I love the experiences that he's had, the impact he had on youth, his experiences with the other side. Um, even his experiences with his angel, right, with with Grigio, and uh, so many wonderful stories uh, around him. How he was protected by, uh, really, by his angel or by the, by that that sh German shepherd that would appear. Fill us in a little bit on him. I kind of broad brushed his story, and if you have more details on that resurrection story, fill us in. But I also do want to talk about the, his his prophecy. So. Uh, as a good Italian yourself, Miravalli, uh, and your, your, your family comes from his region of, uh, of Italy, right? Northern Italy? Yeah, that's true, Drew. We are um, from what's called Monferrato, which is a little sub-hamlet outside of Torino where Don Bosco came from. And uh, we've had actually a, a distant relative had Dominic Savio over for lunch. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a little town called Monferrato, uh, excuse me, uh, Montemagno, where Don Bosco uh, performed the great miracle of the rain. And just to short size this one, uh, there's a massive drought in the region. And it, this is a, a heavily wine growing area, beautiful hamlets, rolling hills. Uh, and uh, the drought was threatening all the crops. And Don Bosco came to the parish, and I, I was just there oh, wow. uh, this last summer, and said, if everyone in the parish goes to confession and communion, it'll rain. And so Everybody in the parish did confession and communion, and it's Sunday, and it's a Sunday mass, and there's not a cloud in the sky. And Don Bosco keeps sending back the altar boy during the mass. It's in the back during the homily. Uh, any clouds? No clouds, Don Bosco. And then uh, right after the uh, Eucharistic prayer, anything? No, no clouds. And then finally, Don Bosco says, I need one last sacrifice. I need one young man and young, one young woman to step forward to join the Salesian order. And, believe it or not, two young people uh, stepped forward. And then with that sacrifice, uh, the expression was it, it rained with, it, as cats and dogs. It just pounded the whole region. And that's the great miracle uh, of the rain. Wow. Uh, it's not the typical discernment process we have today. Uh, but uh, Don Bosco was, was truly Drew, as you say. Well, wow. he was a thermoturgist. He was a wonder worker and uh, and it really focused on those three areas one is as you mentioned the youth young 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 men he he had a, a patience and a gentleness that was really rather supernatural but it was also reformatory 
uh, taking boys off the streets in Torino and giving them love and compassion instead of punishment. Uh, and the second is the great prophecy. Uh, I, I think through um, a dissertation could be written on the profundity of Don Bosco's prophecy. So c- can I describe it in a little bit more detail? No, please. Uh, for the yeah, no, go right ahead. Yeah. So essentially, you have a bark, a, a huge boat, a ship, and the Holy Father, the Pope, is guiding the ship. And there are enemy uh, boats uh, in the water, and they start attacking the main bark. Now, the Pope is directing the, the bark of the church between two pillars. The first pillar is a higher pillar, which has our Eucharistic Lord on top of it. And the second pillar is slightly shorter, and that has Our Lady, the Mediatrix of All Graces, or the Don Bosco uh, Marian type, a uh, help of Christians. So as the boat is approaching, enemy ships are firing at the bark, which is the church. And one detail, Drew, that, that many um, contemporaries don't, don't appreciate is that which is being sent forth against the church, the, 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 the torpedoes, if you will, are books. Wow. And so Don Bosco is trying to say, yeah, yeah it's ideologies, it's huh. false ideas uh, about marriage and family and, 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 uh, and vocations and church and moral life. That's what attacks the church. So eventually the Pope is hit. He goes down, but gets back up. He's hit a second time, stays down, and a new Pope gets up in his place and guides the ship between these two great pillars after which the two pillars are connected uh, to the boat with with chains, and a great calm comes over the sea. Uh, And one last element of the the vision drill, we could talk about this, of course, there are other smaller boats that are in favor, that are behind, that, that agree with the great bark, which is the church, but they don't want to get into the battle. And so we have to do our own, evaluation, our own discernment, uh, where are we? Uh, as a church right now, where are we in terms of uniting ourselves to the two great pillars of the Eucharist and Our Lady? Or could we, you know, in some ways be attacking the church? Or even if we're not attacking the church, are we, are we hesitant to get into the battle? Uh, and that's why this, this prophecy has such great uh, fruits for our pondering uh, exactly today in our present moment of human history. Yeah, my guest today, Dr. Mark Mirabali. If you want to join us, you can dial in, 888-914-9149. We're talking about St. John Bosco, a powerhouse, wonder worker, miracle worker, and also a prophet. He was given a profound prophecy, and uh, it seems to really reflect our time and our day. When we come back, we'll talk more. We'll unpack what that prophecy means, and we'll take a few of your calls. I only have the good doctor, maybe 10, 15 minutes. So if you want to join us, feel free to do that. The lines are always open for you. You can dial in 888-914-9149. I'll be right back. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. You can support Relevant Radio in many ways. Joining a giving society, donating a vehicle you don't need anymore, And now, donating a piece of land or other real estate. Donate now at RelevantRadio.com slash property. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. 
Hey, thanks for joining us. It's good to be with you. My guest today is Dr. Mark Miravalli. We're talking about a powerhouse saint, St. John Bosco. You may want to call upon his intercession. He's known as a miracle worker, that's for sure. I was talking to Dr. Miravalli during the break. I'm like, Doctor, I hope I got that miracle story about the resurrection right, but I think I conflated another story about a wayward uh, boy who ultimately took over to be a said, I don't remember all those details, but you can do your due diligence and look it up. Uh, right now, though, we are talking about something that uh, I think is both uh, pertinent and very salient to our own time, and that is these visions he had uh, and regarding the church and the Pope and the Eucharist and Our Lady and so much more. And D- Dr. Mervali, maybe we can pick up on that point. Maybe you can unpack this vision of the two pillars. Why do you think that 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 particular prophecy perhaps fits our own day. Yeah, Drew, there's a couple of reasons. One is, interestingly, on the statue, on the pillar of the Blessed Mother, Our Lady of Help of Christians, on the bottom of the pillar was the date 19, question mark, question mark. And you got to remember, this prophecy was given in the middle of the 19th century. So it's it's 1850s, uh, 1855, if I remember correctly. So it's clearly a reference to now, but one could say, well, 19, question mark, question mark, whatever that is, even if it's 99, that's past. But this tells us, true that, you know, God is patient with us, and it's very clear that the waters aren't calm right now. I mean, most people believe that those calming of the waters after the Church is connected to the pillars of the Eucharist and Our Lady, that that's synonymous with the era of peace, which is prophesied at Fatima. Well, we're not there yet, uh, and that means we're still in the battle. And why? Because God doesn't have the right, you know, wristwatch. Uh, he doesn't. He, he forgot what century it is. No, it's because sometimes, as it says in First Peter, He will extend the time to save more souls. And I think that's the time of mercy we're in, as Faustina talks about it. Yeah. Uh, before there's a time of justice. So, so what does it mean for us, Drew? Well, you know, John Paul II, in in his last years of papacy. He did two great things. He, he proclaimed, uh, you know, the year of the Eucharist and also the year, uh, in the, the document on the Eucharist, I should say, and the year of the Rosary. And many saw this as a, a partial fulfillment of this prophecy. Uh, and then, of course, the Holy Father is shot. Uh, he, 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 he gets up and some think that, well, that could be a collective papacy. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't end with John Paul. The bigger point is this, Drew. Mm-hmm. We have to anchor the Church right now. That means us. Between the Eucharist and the Mother, I would argue like never before. And that means any endeavor we can participate in to have more adoration, to get to Mass daily, I think what was a luxury before now is becoming a necessity. So how are we helping to anchor the Church between the Eucharist and Our Lady? And yeah, we're not the Holy Father in a real sense. That's up to him in a primary way. But all of us have that call to get more generous with Eucharistic adoration, to, to examine, could I be going to daily Mass? Some would say, no, I just can't, and that's fine based on vocation. Others would say, yeah, I really could. If I did some surgery to my daily planner, I, could, I can go to daily Mass. Could I be increasing my adoration? And that's the big pillar. But the second pillar is Our Lady. Are we keeping up with our rosaries? Uh, how we made Marian consecration. Uh, do we really want to be, as St. Louis Marie de Montfort says, part of the heel of Mary that crushes the head of Satan? Well, this is how we do it, the Eucharist and the Mother. So 
yes, it ultimately is, is the image of the Pope leading this way, but we've got to do our part to make sure that we are firmly trying to chain ourselves, uh, support ourselves, sustain ourselves between the Eucharist and our Blessed Mother, wow. and I would argue like never before. Well said, Doctor. I could not agree with you more. We'll go to the phones, take a few calls. Uh, John is in San Diego, California. We'll start with him first. Hi, John. Hi, Drew. Um, I just wanted to make a comment um, about the battle that we're talking about. I, mm -hmm. uh, of course, a good doctor, uh, he he uh, hit all the points, I mean, perfectly uh, from my, pers my perspective. But I just wanted to mention the big gap or the big divide between secularism and uh, our distance um, in, think in looking at the world and, the, and Catholicism, people, and the amount of uh, Catholics, uh, quote-unquote Catholics in the world, um, our distance from the Church, our distance from the Eucharist, from Our Lady, and even, uh, let's just take the United States, um, you know, how many people believe in the, in the true presence? Yeah. Um, how many people believe in the intercession of Mary or understand mm -hmm. the, pow the power that the Rosary has and that the intercession of our, our Blessed Mother, St. Joseph, uh, have you know all of that is and there's there's a lot a big uh, backdrop to that i'm i'm reading this uh, story currently about uh, freemasonry yeah. and uh, uh a lot of people these days they don't even understand why they're so confused or why there's so much confusion mm -hmm. and hatred and division and a lot of that has to do with uh freemasonry there were uh, you know, okay, John. Let me hold you on that point, just for, just so I went to the doctor to be able to respond to you because you got a lot right there. Let's let's start with some of the things he brought up, doctor. So go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think John is correct in saying, look, um, and even with the Don Bosco prophecy, there's a lot of ships. Uh, sometimes the the greatest attack is from within. I mean, Pope Saint Paul VI made reference to this, even about dimensions of the adversary uh, attacking within the church. Now, we always have to have the ultimate faith and hope that, indeed, the Church survives. Our Lady will triumph. That's the Fatima promise, and, and, we, and that's the promise of Jesus to the Church. The jaws of death, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. At the same time, it is a, it is a very valid point to say, how much as Catholics are we doing proper honor to the Eucharist? And to Our Lady, as I was trying to say, you know, are we doing our part to anchor our domestic churches, for example, between the Eucharist and Our Lady? And yeah, Freemasonry, uh, the Church has come out very clearly, and again, um, the uh, Holy Father and the, the signature of Cardinal Fernandez has condemned Freemasonry. It's another attack against the Church. So there's a variety of attacks, but, but I, I think the beauty of Don Bosco, uh, both Drew and, and John and, and our listeners, is the simplicity with which he says it's the Eucharist and the Mother. That's what really ultimately will lead to the victory and lead to safeguard against Amen. the enemy attacks, both outside and, and within. Hey, John, thank you for your call. Joe's in Richfield, Wisconsin. That's near Milwaukee. Hi, Joe. Good afternoon. Hi. How are you doing? I'd just like to ask Dr. Miravalli uh, how much he sees with this, uh, the beautiful uh, uh, Eucharistic revival going on. How much do we see Mary in this? Are our bishops bringing her out because she should be front and center? Without her, we wouldn't even have the Eucharist. There wouldn't be anybody in blood of Christ. Hey, thanks, that's, Joe. That's, Joe, that's a that's a that's a home run comment, and you're right. 
without the mother, we don't get the body and blood of Jesus. Um, so I, but I don't, I have to confess, I don't know the answer in terms of how much focus Our Lady is, is, is entering in, what the plans are for that. But I think, again, that, that's a prophetic voice of saying, let's make sure that happens, and, and let's pray, and in, in some cases, uh, let's petition, let's, let's discuss, let's suggest with our bishops that are very open to make sure that the Marian dimension with the Eucharistic revival uh, is really there. Because I think the U.S. in this way is really uh, being a light for the Church. I mean, that, that our bishops are calling for this Amen. Eucharistic revival is a real inspiration. Let's make sure the other pillar is included as well. That's a great yeah, comment. A lot so, of grace will come from that Eucharistic revival. And if you're listening, I hope you can join us for that. I know we're going to be there for the week broadcasting and love to say hello to you there. So check it out. I think, Maggie, what's the website? They go to relevantradio.com. Is it Eucharistic revival? You just do a search on our website. You'll be able to find the uh, the website and get information. Uh, bring your family, bring your friends, get together for what will be, I think, a grace-filled time. Uh, maybe your parish is going. You can check with them as well. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, Patrick Alog on the phone said relevantradio.com slash indie is the keyword. Relevantradio.com slash indie. So you can check that out. Doctor, you spoke about the Pope. I want to get back to that for just a, a quick second here because he's a pivotal part of that vision of St. John Bosco. Uh, there is a Bosco triangle, if you will, right? The Pope, Our Lady, the Eucharist. Can you expand on that? We only have about two minutes. Yeah, true. And this is the beauty of, of St. John Bosco. He kept it simple. And so as we are getting blogified and getting, in, in many cases, confused about what it means to be Catholic, and, and you know, do we, does everybody now have to become a theologian to be a faithful Catholic to sort through this blogger from that blogger? And the answer is no. For Don Bosco, it's the Eucharist, it's our Blessed Mother, and it's obedience to the Holy Father. It's not for us to judge the Holy Father on faith and morals. That's what makes us Catholic. So again, in a time of, of, of complexity, we can make it simple, and it is simple, and, and Don Bosco gives us that lead. Stay within the triangle, Eucharistic, love, adoration, respect, our Blessed Mother, consecration, rosary, and obedience to the Holy Father on faith and morals. And with that, Drew, we will see it through any storm, and we will do our part to making the water calm, to getting through a period of, of, of difficulty in the Church, and ultimately leading the Church to peace, which can only come through our Lord and our Blessed Mother. Yeah, well, Doctor, I'm very grateful to have you with me today. Your website's got a lot on Our Lady. What's the best way for people to check that out? I'm sure you're writing about this as well. Yeah, motherofallpeoples.com. we got about 500 articles on Our Lady, and uh, also uh, I do a Mary Live update each week to try to bring some of these you know, Marian topics uh, to point, especially to the eyes of, of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So, uh, motherofallpeoples.com. Sounds great. Doc, thank you. We'll catch up soon. Hey, it's Sounds the end of the uh, the month, and maybe you made a resolution to lose some weight at the very beginning of it. How's that going? When we return, Dr. Sean O'Mara will join us. I want to take a look at everything from Ozef, Zepic to Wagobi. Stay with me.